Welcome to Decades From Home, a podcast about Germany. I'm Nick Houghton of 40percentgerman.com, and as always, I'm joined by co-host Dilly Algema to discuss the weird and wonderful side of living in Germany. Hey, Dilly, how are you doing? Hi, Nick. Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, Dilly, guess what? I've got a son! I've got a son! Yay! <laughs> I'm a father times two. Oh, Nick, I'm really happy for you. What's it like? Yeah, it's pretty mega. Pretty mega stuff going down in the Houghton household. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it's been a wild seven days. And it's, yeah, had an impact on pretty much every part of my existence, as you'd expect. And it's going to have an impact on this podcast, dear listener, because this week... We're going all out into the fields of chaos. There's no script. Literally, I'm looking at the script now and there's no information on it because <laughs> if I tried to do any work at all, um, my wife would have beaten me around the head with a baby bottle, I think. Um, all of my attention has been absorbed by the arrival of my uh, of my son. Wednesday. God, it's been a week already. Mm-hmm. Anything big happening in your life, Dilly? Yes. Yes. Something's big. Go on. What does it feel like, Nick, when you are looking forward to your feta cheese and you realize that you left it out the night before? <laughs> one really good half of my wonderful goat and sheep cheese feta cheese. Oh, no. Feta cheese, yes. feta cheese waste is a real, real sadness. Right? What I, would, what I would say to you is I was given a shopping list by my wife the day after the, the baby arrived. And yeah. it was full of the things she couldn't eat during uh, the pregnancy things like salami uncooked salami but top of uh -huh. the list the thing she yeah. demanded most of all and you love this is of course feta cheese she was like i need some greek cheese just get me cheese that's greek <laughs> just go go so you can't eat feta if you're pregnant i think it's something to do with it being is it unpasteurized is that it something to oh, do with no. there's so many different things you're just not allowed to eat during pregnancy and it's sort of a minefield and yeah. I'd love to say I showed solidarity by not eating any of those things, but I really fucking didn't. But you did. No, no, not at all. Terrible. And blue cheese. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that would, I don't know how, how I will ever do that. How did you misplace your cheese then? I had some of it yesterday and I just never put it back in the fridge oh, after lunch. It's a shame. I know. It's a shame. Such a shame. Yeah. But these things happen. It's a disaster for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like a little feta with a little cayenne pepper and olive oil on it. Oh, look at you delivering the uh, the recipe ideas. Uh, yeah, a little bit of cayenne pepper. Did you say? Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. It's like it's one of them uh, go to ingredients, isn't it? It's like the all spice we were talking about a few weeks ago. We were talking about all spice. Was it all spice we were talking about? The the sort of was it Chinese? Ah, all spice. I thought you meant the aftershave. Yeah. Allspice, yeah. piment. That's the one. So, I, I mean, yeah, for my wife, it's been a, a week of kind of enjoying all the things that she wasn't able to enjoy yeah. before. She deserves it. Like, one of the things actually I found interesting is, I mean, there's weird, there's weird things that happen during pregnancies that I wasn't quite kind of, you kind of told, okay, can't drink alcohol, can't have caffeine, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But the doctors were like, yeah, you can have one cup of coffee a day. It's not a problem. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I've heard. And and it's like totally, you're like, what? I like watch my wife drinking coffee in the morning going, eh, is this going to have an impact? Uh, maybe. Um, but the other thing was for iron deficiency, a lot of doctors will recommend Guinness, half a pint of Guinness. What? Because it'll just boost your 
boost your iron. There's so much iron in Guinness. And it's like really, really good. So again, it's one of those things. And it's also because it's quite a low alcohol content anyway. Has she had Guinness? No, no. Um, uh, that oh. was a relative of, of, of mine. It was, was recommended Guinness because she had a serious iron deficiency. Luckily, my wife didn't have many of those, really. She didn't have many of those problems. She just had the problem of having a giant child living in her. She was saying the other day, mm -hmm. we're sitting in the garden. Uh, yesterday evening, we had our first barbecue of the, the summer. And, mm. and, she, and she sort of, she'd placed that as a thing she wanted to do once once we got home and sort of with the mm. baby. And she was like, we want to have this barbecue. And so we had this barbecue. She was sitting around. She goes, she went, she like held, held her stomach and went, <gasps> Like and I was like, oh, is everything okay? Like, it's is this is this something wrong? You know? And she was like, she just looked at us with shock, and then she was like, oh, I just had this weird sensation where I was like, the baby hasn't moved, and it was like <laughs> sort of PTSD almost. She was like, the baby hasn't moved, and then she was like, no, and I was like, well, no, because the baby's there. And I, pointed, I was like pointing at, it, like <laughs> I can see the baby over here, and so like, and it's interesting those kinds of that's the stuff we're going through at the moment. This in this sort of this week of, of kind of adjustment is those little things. To not being pregnant anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and I think pregnancies are obviously different for different people, but the first, mm. I think she really enjoyed the first one. The second one was a bit more more uh, difficult mm. because the size of, of the baby, because he's massive. Do you want to know? Do you want to know his birth weight? I'm weirdly proud about this. I want to know his birth weight. 4.4 kilos. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what your wife carried around? Exactly. Just pressing oh, on a poor Jesus. bladder. Yeah. And she kept pointing at his head going, see that head? That head was pressed against my bladder for, two, <laughs> for so oh. many months. Oh. And it's like, yeah, man, you've got to really believe in the like the sort of the difficulty of, of, of all of that. But he's big, big kids, big broad shoulders. Uh, producer Simon's asking how long. Actually, uh, that bit that bit of information escaped me. I don't think I was paying attention when they wrote down how long he was. I know he was shorter than my daughter. My daughter's really already quite was quite long when she was born. But I think that's quite common from my reading. I don't do a lot of reading. I'm not the, the kind of parent who spends a lot of time reading. But uh, from my knowledge, girls' development physically can be quite intense uh, uh, before they get to, to puberty and it's the mm -hmm. it switches to the boys sort of bulking up but um yeah i mean that's quite a size to be carrying around for oh, for, God, for yeah. several months yeah nick let me ask you something so if i had been your neighbor i would have sent the three of you like lovely food every now and then that would have been my gift so you know sending over well, obviously not the feta cheese because that's gone. So um, I would have sent you other... Yeah, like, I would have been gutted if you'd sent me rotten feta cheese. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is, is this some kind of code? <laughs> I would have sent you some nice biri chicken biryani with with a mint sambal. You can still do that. You can still do that. <laughs> you can still do that. <laughs> I'll drive over and get it. I would love to. And I'm wondering, so um, in Germany, when you have a baby and... And you're like, you know, fresh parents. How are the neighbors? Actually, our neighbors are fantastic, to be honest. They've been, they've been really lovely. Um, every one of them is, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's been the talk of the street, really, because we're, we're obviously still quite new to the area. And my wife's quite engaged when it comes to the local community. And so mm. everyone knows our daughter because she's, she's loud and she's got ginger hair and she's just, ridiculously cute so everyone knows who she is and he is her and so they love like coming at the gate and they're all kind of 
retirees and and and, mm. and or like close to retirement so they get a kick out of seeing a small happy child blaring about the place mm. But yeah, honestly, they, they were lovely. Um, we've got a few nice things, you know. We've got neighbor closest to us knitted a pair of little blue booties. Oh, beautiful, gosh. like really sweet kind of thing to do. I think partially because I'm always nervous about my German, but also because I don't know, I just, I'm tired whenever I see my neighbors. I'm coming back from work or it's really early in the morning. I've already get a chance mm. to sort of just engage. And there was a point, I think, on Thursday where my mother in law had gone home. And it was just me and my daughter in the garden playing. My wife was still in hospital with the baby. And like all the neighbors that came from different points and around the garden and we're all like having a conversation and it was really nice. And, and we're sort of laughing and joking and it was really, really good, good vibe. And so um, everyone was like updated and like people that we don't, we maybe just wave to if like gets like brought a card round. We've had, um, one of the neighbors came out a day with a CD for my daughter uh like it was like sort of kinder lead and 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 things like that mm. good kid songs and um yeah they've been they've been brand new to be honest really lovely can ask for more really that's lovely because that's the sort of neighborhood that i would like to live in and that's what i would also take part in i like the whole community idea uh, it's necessary i think so i mean it's not it's not it's never a given right i mean not every neighbor's great i mean i'm glad we're not mm. we're not neighbors with the 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 guy with his his big Tonka truck kind of Dodge Ram flatbed truck that he's got that's one of our neighbors along the street and I'm like I'm glad they're not my neighbor because he seems a bit of a prick and there's like other neighbors who are a little bit more sullen you know mm. but we've got like a real good bunch around us and and I think it's also because we're quite outgoing and, and we're talkative mm. and I like to think we're quite nice as well so it's a good fit for all of us mm. yeah through a barbecue yeah. <laughs> I don't know about inviting people over, you know, I find that a little bit, I find I can maintain polite German conversation for about Mm. 20 minutes. And after that point, Mm -hmm. my grammar either goes, or I just, I think when I'm interested or animated about something, my my German tends to improve when I'm bored Mm -hmm. and trying to clutch at something to say, it can be quite difficult and, and Mm -hmm. sort of conversational German can be a mixed bag depending on who you're speaking to like there's like yeah. a default setting of kind of like i find a lot of conversations where like this ha- this happened a few times happened in the park just yesterday i had another experience of other parents in, a, in the park uh, it was quite funny i came to the park mm-hmm. with my daughter i'm trying to get her out of the house yeah. trying to get her to do stuff so she's tired and goes to bed at, at a reasonable hour yeah. and things because she's obviously hyped up and her schedule's been thrown into chaos just like ours yeah so we go to the park she's on the laufrad everyone's having a great time get the park and i turn up there's loads of kids like loads of kids playing mm. there's a mother playing with their child on the kind of climbing frame bit and then mm. there's just a line of blokes sitting on the ben- on the benches, like kind of mm. either staring into the middle distance or looking at the phones or smoking. Mm. And like I rock up with my daughter and we're just like playing, I'm chucking her around, I'm getting encouraging her to climb stuff and do things. And then there was a the, the the mother came over with their child. They wanted to go on the slide, and they went up the slide. And she was like, "Oh, she couldn't see where a child was because my daughter was at mm. the top, and she was big and blocked out the other child. Basically, she couldn't see, and she got a bit worried. And I was like, "Oh, um, let's start open." And and she didn't even respond to us, didn't even look at us. And then he went, "Oh, it's been here." And um, the mother was like, "Fine." She just didn't engage with me at all. And I was just like, so like so many interactions with had like that that are just mm. 
and you're like well where do you go from there you know is that that's the opening gambit to go like <laughs> but i think that happens a lot doesn't it the things and i, I, yeah, I yeah it constantly happens to me where the cues to a conversation are different i think yeah and don't you think like i could have said oh shit if i say something in english i can appear more much more intelligent and funnier but since i am having the conversation in german mm. and i'm already self conscious mm. about it i can only say something what i think is very rudimentary like give the very literal answers and i mean i'm much more interesting in english than i am in german what i found right and with telling jokes and this is another mm. again listeners everything's going to be baby related in this podcast so just accept it right every anecdote i have is baby related every interaction i've had is baby related over the last seven days we have one yeah. proud father on the podcast today well it's not just that it's just like uh, that's all that's happened to me in the last seven days so which chatting to everyone in the garden and i kind of i've cracked sort of german humor to a certain extent or how to deliver it you can't be mm. you can't be ironic and sarcastic in the way you would in english like tone of voice no. and all of that like you can't be sarcastic because it never lands people just think you're being earnest a prick a schlong you can't use it in this context <laughs> right you can't be schlong right <laughs> actually i wait i'm waiting for that to become a tiktok trend um yeah you come across as a prick or you you sort of it just doesn't land and people think you're being earnest mm. and so sarcasm and tone of voice don't work very well but like kind of no. super obvious jokes and one of them i said was like they were like oh um um wie ist deine frau and and i was like oh mm. sie ist okay and diese um the the, the process in the kreisal war war so einfach and alles war so einfach and they were looking at us and yeah. i was like Yeah, they like okay, it's for Einfach for me. <laughs> Not for Nick from my bro. And everyone went, <laughs> and they were like, "All right." So like basically like I'm saying, "Oh, it's easy. It was oh. easy for me, but it wasn't easy for my wife." So you were talking about how um uh, like the process was really easy, but then I realized there was sort of I realized, "Oh, like I'm yeah. saying that as the man, they're clearly thinking, oh, well, what about his wife, you know? And then I was like, oh, it's easy for me to say. It's what Einfach für mich, aber nicht für meine Frau. Yeah, so, like, so when it's obvious like that, it, it sort of structures and it's like polite yeah. kind of humor that isn't really funny, like things you would laugh at in a polite yeah. kind of way. And I'm like, Ralph, crack yeah. that. Like, I can do that, but I can't like make a proper, unless it's really obvious as a joke, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, easy. Yeah. Today I went to the gynecologist and her praxis is uh, she shares a floor with uh, with a uh, with an eye doctor and it was just before 8 and already um there was a long queue down the stairs and there were old men in the queue and I was like Zinzi here Philip Frauenstein are you here for the gynecologist mm -hmm. and they're like they looked at me like you know smiling like no and then i went to my queue and there was an old man standing right at the end and he looks at me and he goes na uh and he shakes his head and he laughs uh, yeah, mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 i'm like oh look at me making making old people friends in a queue <laughs> context is always key i mean contextual jokes yeah. always land i yeah. think but it's just a different different kind of approach but like like i said yeah. i mean it's hard to be yourself in in a different language it's hard to sort of do the things that you want to do and right now I, i mean i'm so tired all the time that i just can't process information 
and we went to the bakery me and my daughter today and mm. and i went in and i ordered like i was asking for something and i was just like i was already sounding exhausted and my um, and, and uncertain so that sort of put the the woman in the bakery off a little bit i think she was a bit like because obviously i look german mm. until i open my mouth so they always ah. have to process that a little bit where they're like hang on yeah. this this guy doesn't what's going on here <laughs> i wasn't ready for this so they're already kind of the context of the conversations confusing and i was like um do you have this kind of bread and they were like no mm. and i was like do you have anything like it and then she was like she went no we don't have that bread and i was like no no is there another bread that's that's the same as this and i had to well, rephrase yeah. it a couple of times and then she was like yeah and i was like like to me like i've been sehr müde heute and mein deutsch ist ein bisschen kompliziert und mein 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 satz ein bisschen kompliziert and and she was like oh yeah yeah and then she said like of information to me and i was like uh-huh <laughs> like i was like i just didn't understand it and I was, oh, she probably told you what the bread was all about she was pretty yeah i just but like my brain just could not like usually if i can't process something it takes me a couple of seconds to work out what's being said or like i've got yeah. a couple of the verbs and a couple of the nouns but i haven't quite put it all together and it takes like a split second for me to go right that's what was said mm. and then you can respond but then my brain was just like no nah. it was like a a puff of dust in my brain just went <laughs> that's nothing and i was like uh-huh and then I, I served go go and I walked out and I was like, I just turned to my daughter because I swear in front of my daughter all the time, like a terrible father. And I was like, fucking hell. I didn't understand a single word she said. And my daughter's like, <laughs> Warum, Daddy? Uh, was hast du nicht verstehen? That's uh, <laughs> like um, everything, everything that she said. And he said, oh, but Papa, Papa is silly. Papa is silly. And I was just like, yep, that's true, kiddo. Uh, today. Papa is very silly. And so, yeah, we just sort of, I think you can sort of have these conversations where you just can't process what's being said the best of times and, and doubly so when you're, when you're sort of exhausted. So last week on Twitter, people were complaining about hospital food in Germany, mm. as they do every week mm. on Twitter, they complain about hospital food mm -hmm. in Germany. Tell me, is it any different in the Kreisal where, where people have babies? Uh, I'll be honest with you, not really. Um, oh, fuck me. Seriously, just two slices of bread? So the first meal my wife got was basically liquids. So like mashed potato mm. or like liquid mashed potato and gravy was the first thing that she got and okay. some um, some soup, like really thin okay. soup um, because you'd just come out of surgery. And because yeah. it was a cesarean, like you've got to be really careful what you eat. Mm. So... There was that, like the food didn't, I looked at it and was like, nah, I don't want any of that. But I did scope out sitting on a table next to me was a menu, right? Hmm. This is one of the things that you see in regards to like the hospitals, you know, like hmm. in Germany, there's always this debate. I mean, I come from a socialized medicine based system where hmm. everyone pays a, a, a tax and everyone pays towards hmm. the NHS and it doesn't work but we all love it and uh, we want it to sort of succeed because it's mm. it's a, such a, a kind of a laudable thing to have you know it's yeah. like a, a, yeah. a system where it's first come first served but at the same time doesn't always function especially if the government like the current british government is a bunch of sh mm. shit houses who won't fund it properly and won't pay people properly but what we had is the same hospital as we had my daughter in great place but it's been going through a refurb 
and it and they've, mm. they've done up a load of rooms and obviously during we were right in the beginning of lockdown there was a lot of people mm. a lot of cases of covid people have been shifted out we just didn't have the availability of rooms so that the big shift and big change was that we've now got to see the hospital as it should be run not when it's there's a mm. global pandemic occurring and um it was more like a hotel than wow. than it was a hospital but only because, mm. and this is this is the crucial thing, and I think whenever people talk about so, socialized medicine, medicine versus a private insurance system, the kind of the laid out like private insurance is glorious, everything is great, and everyone has a great time. Mm. You see, you see the gaps, and I know there's probably Germans listening who are throwing their podcasting devices against the wall because how dare this British man complain about the wonders of German medicine? But let's be fucking honest here. The reason it was it looked like a hotel is because we paid for a single room, like it was a mm, hotel, mm. which is already you can see the two lane system in action because mm. there's a lot of people in that hospital who could not afford to pay for it. But we'd already yeah. we'd already saved all our saved all our our pennies together and sort of planned yeah. it out. And my wife was certain she didn't want to share a room with anyone. She just wanted yeah. some privacy and she wanted to yeah. to to get some sleep and all of that stuff. It doesn't mean that the nurses are suddenly like hotel staff necessarily. Yeah. But the nurses in that particular hospital, like I think the majority of nurses in any institution, were fucking great. Just great oh, people. Nice. Yeah. But there's little things like the menu. But the menu mm -hmm. itself was, I mean, the, the, it looked great. And then you ordered yeah. and got it. And the portion size, they had like apple strudel and my wife ordered yeah, it. Nice. Yeah, great, right? Yeah. Everyone wants an apple strudel. How could you not? Yeah, it was like it, a sliver. Vanilla ice cream. It was like it was like the tiniest piece, because let's be honest, how are they catering this hospital? Well, it's a private company that caters it, and it caters it for profit. Um, these aren't. This isn't a charity. So th uh, this corner's cut all over the place because you've got to maximize those profits. And that's the the other side of this private system is like, yeah, it is a nice room. Yeah, the staff are great. You know, yeah, it is clean. It looks mm. great, and you feel really comfortable. But then every so often you see the edges, and you're like, oh right, you you get really small portions because it's cost effective for the company that caters this hospital. They're not catering it to a, a sort of Hippocratic oath of some kind. You know, there isn't a culinary Hippocratic oath that they can take where they're like, we will, oh. yeah. So that's the the sort of truth of it. The other weird thing was the company employed or in partnership with the hospital that takes mm. photos of babies. So we had mm -hmm. sort of cavaclade and nurses coming in and out the room for various mm. different things. And then we got a knock at the door and this woman comes in and I was like, she doesn't look like a, a nurse. She's not wearing scrubs. And she was from the photography company asking, oh, Oh, we got a voucher for you to get a, fo um, a photo shooting of your baby. And I was like, mm. I don't think that would happen on the NHS. Like you would get like a private company um, doing that. So, yeah. so, and it's a nice if that's what you want. If you want a, yeah. a really kitschy, cliched picture of a baby sleeping on a pillow, then fucking more yeah. power to you. We didn't, yeah. <laughs> but you could get yeah. it. So there was stuff like that. But like the food isn't, food isn't any better. And I don't know what people expect really. Um, can people cook outside and bring your food? I saw someone walking in with a Mackey D's. <laughs> so I'm guessing <laughs> so. And I was kind of like... Mackey D's is McDonald's? Yeah, that's the one. Golden Arches. 
That's the other term I might have used. But yeah, <laughs> Mackie D's. Mackie D's. So the, 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 he was walking in uh, as I was walking out and he had a, a, a giant milkshake and a, and a, I don't know, a Big Mac or something. So I know you can bring food in. Uh, but again, when we had my daughter, I couldn't visit my wife for five days. She was in the hospital Fuck. and I couldn't go in because I wasn't allowed because of lockdown restrictions. I could meet her. Mm. Initially, I could meet her in the foyer, but that one was only allowed for yeah. a couple of days before they stopped doing that as well. And so yeah. I couldn't bring anything in. And with the, ref the refurb of the hospital, there was like a bakery and I could go down and get stuff for her or I could bring mm. stuff in. And she was like giving me orders for things, feta cheese, obviously, to bring in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a different vibe. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was nice in that respect. But yeah, um, if you had a biryani handy, you could bring it along. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll, I'll have my people speak to your people, no? I don't have any people. <laughs> I wish I had people. <laughs> where do you get, where do you get these amorphous people? You know, that's what you want. But um, the whole thing was just wild. Like, I mean, I guess, do you want to know like how it went from the moment I left the podcast last week to... To sort of where I tell me because last Tuesday and this dear listeners was uh, Nick's last night as a family of three mm. and the next day he and his wife are going to go to the hospital and have a baby mm -hmm. and this man was like yeah let's do the podcast you know that's that was his vibe <laughs> yeah and, and no, he was, I was like I was totally so excited i couldn't even finish my sentences <laughs> and he was like right yeah yeah okay next topic next topic yeah let's move on well, no i think so that was excited. rather because you kept saying the word penis so um no you said it yourself now ha sucker well uh, to be fair I've, I've just had a son and i've spent a lot of time sort of dealing with that eventuality so i was gonna ask you have you i'm far more comfortable than uh, i, than I was a week ago with, penis with the, now, do you know how many times the, the nurses said the word penis to me it got to a point where the word just became meaningless it means nothing to me now it doesn't even affect me in the way it affected me last week i was listening when i uploaded the trailers for to Twitter and I made the trailers last week and I was listening to the bit where I was freaking out about your usage of the, the overuse of the word uh, penis. It wasn't, hey, hey, that was not overuse was, of I any mean, it word. Was, it was, I said it like, what, twice? We, we, had, a, we had a quote uh, three times, three times. I've already broken that rule. But like, Ooh, I was like laughing because I, like, I was like, I'd literally just left the hospital where the nurse mm. had been talking about cleaning the baby and she was talking about yeah. like the differences between having a daughter and having a son and i was kind of mm. laughing because i was like do you think i don't know like do you think i don't have those <laughs> like, do you think i don't understand <laughs> the issues that might uh, sort of come i know far more about about the male genitalia <laughs> than i do than i did when i had my daughter you know like it's like yeah. that was a real kind of unknown for me like so it was kind of funny the amount of times she sort of she was sort of said sort of references or said sort of penis whatever and i was just kind of laughing to myself quietly going like, <laughs> like a week ago i what, would have freaked out three about times now? she said it like 18 times <laughs> i shouted at her and went stop saying it i put my hands over my ears and went no 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 um yeah so um i'm not i'm not that that bothered about it but yeah i mean i was uh, i was on like a super high i'm still on a bit of a high really so yeah so we we finished the podcast we said our goodbyes i went to try and get some sleep and i got maybe if i'm lucky two hours um my mm, wife was oh the same God. probably about two hours i was just we were just proper like agitated and not unsure about what was going to happen and we kind of got up half four got ready she was sort of nervous but like but like just ready ready to get this baby out of her yeah. you know 
and and I was just nervous and didn't know what was going to happen and scared that I wouldn't understand or that just all the things that happen when you know this is a, a process. Yeah, and I can just imagine like the one person who understands German under pressure mm. is the one who's going to have the baby yeah. and that doesn't help the situation. Yeah, I mean that's that's it, isn't it? You like sort of everyone's like, oh well, everyone will understand English, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't necessarily want to speak in English because then you get the you've got really intelligent people talking to you like you're a like a, a child and I didn't really want that mm -hmm. particularly and and so you just you just want to be capable you want to be seen as capable yeah and you want to understand everything and so we were both wrecked but ready to go we drove over parked got into the the building did all the like admin because of course there's fucking admin to begin with loads of forms to fill out and all this forms stuff fill. forms were filled out the day before but then there was forms we could only fill out in the room in the room or in the, the sort of moment and then we got into the, I think it was like one of the floors. I think the, the, the sort of surgeries are done on the top floor and we were kind of on one of the middle floors. Mm. And I was sitting and um, my wife was getting the, ch the initial checkups from the doctor and like uh, just checking to make sure everything was mm. ready to go and that she hadn't eaten anything. And I'm sort of sitting like a, a spare part waiting for, for things to happen, getting cups of coffee and just sort of sitting. And then the sort of nurse comes over to speak to me and it was like at the bakery, mm. she just went, Blah, 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 just like just dispense this information and i was like sort of staring at my phone and almost half asleep and i was like oh, but but and she started in english so i was like nine 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 this is okay ich bin sehr sehr müde and it covered nicht alles verstanden and was ich brauche jetzt ist for sie to knock mal sagen and she was like yeah kind problem and then she just sort yeah. of slowed it down a bit enunciated and i was like yep 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 cool asked some questions asked what like do you know when it's going to happen? And we got there at five. The actual surgery wasn't till nine. And we've been told we're going to basically go straight in. But it's always the same with sort of surgeries. There's delays and stuff. And oh. and it's like, fine. We were just ready for anything at that point. We were So kind of, did you sleep or something? No, could you catch just, up on your sleep? Too, neither of us could sleep and neither of us could like, Whoa. we were just like, right, chatting away and, and sort of trying to make it feel comfortable. And we, what, mm. what was funny though is, because I'm half asleep, my brain hadn't really processed where I was sitting. And I was like, oh, I'm on the floor where my wife had been uh, in the hospital when we when she gave birth, right? And the room mm. that we she'd given birth to my daughter was like, I was mm. facing that room. And I was oh. like, whoa. Like, and I had like a moment where it's like, shit, I realize where I am now. And that was really weird. And I was like, and I was like oh, to my wife, I was like, Dude, that, that's the room. And she was like, oh yeah, shit, like totally. And then they put us yeah. in the waiting room for surgery. Yeah. And I was sitting in the waiting yeah. room and I was like, this room's awfully familiar. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? And I was like, holy shit, this is the room we went into when the baby was born because there was like some post-op stuff that had to happen when yeah. my daughter was born. And they just gave us my daughter and sent me into this room. And I was just totally like, didn't know what was going on. Totally just like, whoa. And like, yeah. like the whole thing was like kind of a dream. And uh, I didn't really like process it, what was happening and the birth wasn't that easy and there was a lot of complications mm. and aspects and things. And so I was like, oh, this is the room where I was with my daughter for two hours on my own. And, and like, whoa, that's weird, isn't it? We've just realized that. Yeah. So like there was a lot of moments of like flashbacks and going, oh yeah, mm. like fucking hell, that was, that was here and, and there. And, and, and that was kind of fun and, and weird and, mm then the wheeled out my wife and i was left on my on my todd in this literally on my own in this room just Aww. like all right this is so you went up there no 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 i mean they because they, they've, they've got a prepper and then ah, right. um but there's other people who'd who'd arrived at the same place as we'd arrived 
and yeah. were being processed and obviously going through the same things. Yeah. And um, I guess all the kind of cesareans are booked in quite early in the morning and then kind of other births are, or inducements or whatever their processes are yeah. for other people. So there was like some other f- people milling around. And so there was other dads in there as well, but like none of them wanted, none of us wanted to talk to each other. We're just like, oh, service. And that was it. We didn't like have conversations. And yeah. then I waited and waited. And then like the nurse came in and was like, right time to go and i was time to go at the christ cell and i was like right okay and i was like and i said but again another one of those small talk things where i was like oh you know like oh, i've been so nervous for for diesel process yeah. and like i couldn't remember what operation was oppo or something like that i keep forgetting what the word yeah. operation was op op that's it and i was yeah. like i say like, oh i'm really nervous for it and she was just like uh-huh and i was like absolutely <laughs> no like don't worry it's good no bedside but that's something we'll talk about that in a bit like there is an aspect of like bedside manner in germany doesn't seem yeah, to exist got here. and we get into the well the first thing to do is like the, the the question that i got asked got constant no the thing i was told constantly right when i went into surgery i got a constant question the constant question was do you have dentures so when i got an operation mm. on my leg years ago like everywhere I went, every mm. person in the hospital went, have you got, mm. have you got your own teeth? Do you, wear, do you have dentures? You got your own teeth? Mm. And I had that question about 20 times. The question I got, which I was surprised I was even being asked anything was or told anything was like, mm. if you feel sick, just tell us and then you just need to leave. And and then I'd be handed on to another nurse and the nurse would turn around and go, um, have you been told that if you sick, feel sick, you need to leave? And I was like, yeah, dope. Yeah, no problem. And then like I'd get in and there was oh. another person like at the desk. Now, have you been told that if you feel sick, you'll need to leave the, the Chrysal? And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. And it dawned on me, it dawned on me that there must be, well, I mean, I think that's probably a general thing, but mm. I think there's also an aspect of the people most likely to freak out in those environments are, pe- mm. are the big burly blokes. The blokes who you'd expect <laughs> to be the tough ones who just like suddenly start crying and vomiting on the floor or like faint because of a loss of the sea blood or whatever and they just lose their minds and and so i was getting that constantly and i was like is that a compliment is it a compliment does it mean <laughs> like that they're constantly asking me does that mean that they think i'm like a burly bloke oh that's interesting oh, all right okay <laughs> and um so the constant then they, they led me into this place where where all the surgeons get changed because i had to put yeah. like scrubs on you had to put on scrubs yeah i have and, and before you asked dilly yes i do have a photo of me wearing scrubs because because nice. it turns out nice. turns out and i didn't realize this until uh it happened i look damn fine in scrubs <laughs> I, I believe i look you. I, I look like i could be a doctor and i'll tell you what dilly what i'm gonna do is look at your phone uh, i don't usually I say that I am going to send you a photo of what I look like in scrubs and you can tell me whether I look like a, a professional doctor. Um, I think I do qu- pretty well. Uh, ignore the stupid face I'm pulling, but um, you can have a look. And producer Simon can grab his phone too because I'm sending it to the group chat. So uh, hopefully you can see that. You know, Nick, um, you could have walked into another room, done a surgery yourself. I think so. And they would have trusted me, right? I look, I look pretty yeah. solid when it comes to... Yeah. Yeah, you're the visiting surgeon from the UK. Yeah. No German. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind Deutsch, danke. Um, <laughs> this is all going to be in British, English. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I was like, uh, I had the, the gown, I had the, the the hair sort of covering, had the face mm. mask, and mm. um, I waited, literally pacing the floor like stereotypical dad. 
wearing fucking ugg what not ugg shoes what are they called um the, what are them gummy ugg boots no not ugg boots the gummy shoes what are the fucking stupid gummy shoes called crocs that's it crocs. yeah the, the, uh, producer simon is showing us his crocs simon is showing us his um, crocs surgery shoes are crocs apparently and so i had a pair of those kind of rubbery shoes and uh i, I was delighted to take them off because they're hideous but um uh, i <laughs> wouldn't be seen dead wearing a pair of those as he said staring pointedly at producer simon <laughs> the owner of i believe multiple pairs of, of of these particular shoes um so i paced the floor and then the, the open another door like there's loads of doors that could say i opening and going mm. like now we're ready and I walked in and the first thing that that caught my eye about the chrysal the fucking view was <laughs> amazing right so it's on the top floor of this building right yeah and it's about seven floors right so you're quite high yeah. up and what they've got is um just plain glass windows so you can see a panoramic view of the city and what? yeah it's wild right no curtains it's like no but at that point there's no other buildings high enough to see in there's no other buildings that could even compare it to to, to its scale oh, so jesus so like they probably have no 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 it's like great it's like a really good kind of well at least this is what mm. my wife said it was it was great and yeah. she told me later which i didn't realize at the time it's seemingly the best people in any hospital are the anesthetists the people who give you the, yeah. the drugs to send you to sleep. And yeah. my wife had got a, as a local anesthetic, so she was awake. And yeah. um, apparently he'd basically been trying to take her mind off the fact that surgery was about to happen. And yeah. um, he'd been saying, right, well, you can only do this operation if you can name all the churches that you can see. <laughs> She's getting her to name the churches. I'm like just doing stupid stuff to keep her mind occupied. And I was like, that's great. That's really, that's good. And that's a really good bedside manner that to get really like your good. patient laughing. Mm. But I've, Very nice. I had the same with my, with my anesthetist when I had my surgery. And I was like, I, I'd said to him, when it was just me and him on his on on my own before I went in, I'm like I'm really fucking scared, and I've never been this scared before in my life. And he he turned around with this giant needle and went, "Once you have this, you won't feel a fucking thing." And then stuck it in me, and I was, <laughs> I was just like, "Woo!" <laughs> it was like, but it was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. He knew exactly what I wanted to hear, so it was great. Anyway, by the time I'd arrived, they'd erected a sheet around my wife, and I couldn't really see anything. That was happening on the yeah. other side i could yeah. only i could only sort of hold my wife's hand and, yeah. and they were just telling me like i'm a big bloke so i'm just wide and they were like just 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 make yourself small would you because you're walking around <laughs> me and i'm like oh, okay don't don't want to trip anyone up you know not well this is happening and so like i held her hand and we're, we're talking and i was like are you okay and she's like not really <laughs> and i was like but you don't feel any pain she's like no but this is really weird and i was like yeah it's really weird this whole thing is really weird and then they begin the surgery, and then or the first thing I hear, the first like, like you just sort of wait and you just want to hear a baby cry. Yeah. All you want yeah. to do is hear the baby cry, and then you know, oh, everything's okay. I'm just sort of waiting, waiting. But actually, the first thing we heard was the doctors go, "Holy shit! Have you seen his shoulders?" What? <laughs> was oh, the first thing they said. Why would anybody do that? And, and he said they basically said later that he didn't want to leave and he was grabbing all the bits and going no i'm staying you were kind of victim me and he was like like they basically had to prize him out of there and uh but they were like oh, blah, bloody hell he's massive like they were sort of but uh, like my wife was kind of couldn't really at that point she wasn't listening but i'm listening and and it's such a different experience from the first birth because first birth was like I barely remember it it was so 
yeah. terrifying and just everything happening at once and it was like everything you'd expect from a film and there was a lot of stuff mm. happening, a lot of people in the room a lot of stuff going on and and then i was given the baby then ushered out into a different room but this time i was totally present and like it was all just like whoa whoa look at that that's wild whoa like this is crazy and like all this stuff happening all at once but it's like i could take it all in and so i was like laughing and she was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, oh, they've said he's got massive shoulders. And she was like, oh, that's great. And then I heard him cry. And honestly, Aww. I don't get that emotion on things, but <laughs> oh, I, I almost like, I almost just like started just crying because it was just such Weeping. a, like exactly what you wanted to hear. It's exactly the thing you wanted to hear. And then they basically show you this gray, greased up kind of, because like, yeah. yeah, just like this this form this little tiny thing with little tiny hands and and feet and like covered in gunk <laughs> essentially yeah, and you're yeah. like fuck like that's that's him you know that's that's who he is yeah. and then they were like look you've got to go with the baby and you've got to go through the chef artist is gonna weigh the baby and check everything and give all the statistics mm. and fill in all the little bits of information and so I'm i'm standing there and i wasn't ready for the question do you want to cut the umbilical cord Ooh, and the first did you thing, do it? I, well, I did the totally dumb British thing, and I was like, "Oh, it's a Seagal for making." And the the, the hair bomber, the the midwife, looked at me and went, yeah. and went, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> like in English. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh wait, I'm never going to get a chance to do this again, am I?" And she's like, "Exactly." Yeah. And I was like, "Right, give yeah. me the give me the fucking scissors." And I took the scissors. Um, I don't know the etiquette of cutting an umbilical cord, but I'm pretty sure it's bad form to squirt blood in the chief doctor's face. Right? Did you do right? You That's did right. That. Yeah. Of course, of course you did. I fucking did. <laughs> cut you it, did it. Cut it right in his eye. <laughs> and he's, but he's wearing like a visor, right? And he's got a yeah. face mask on. So it's not like yeah. it's doing anything, but he's yeah. just like, good shot. <laughs> like really dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sorry. And like, I got, like, I did it. And it was just like, that was a bit weird, weird thing. And then the sort of just talking you through it, like, oh, I'm doing this because of this. And it's very, kind of i don't know if they do this in britain but like it was very kind of german of like every step i'm using a pen because i need to write this down i am weighing mm. him because we must understand how heavy he is um oh, do they explain but, everything yeah but it's like in a way that it was kind of like i understand why you weigh babies i know how pens work um so they're uh, like kind of a huh. bit too much and so my mind began to wander as they're kind of chatting and as you can see into the surgery and you can see everything and that was far more interesting for me about what's going on than weighing. Could you could you see the surgery? I could see the surgery. I could see it all. Oh, like God. it's like wild. And I was like, bloody all hell. the layers that they cut into. But then I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know that went there. All right, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, like, but oh. like, I mean, it's it's the, the whole thing was just really interesting. And then so the way the baby, I still haven't been allowed to touch the baby yet. Then mm. they take the baby away. And they put me mm. in the waiting room again, and then I'm there waiting and waiting and waiting. And actually, the reason they don't give me the baby is because I, mm. as had been sort of made clear to me all the way through the process, I was the least important element in anything that was happening. There was like, Aww. there was my wife, the surgeon, the assistant surgeon, the intern, the anesthetist, mm. the midwife, the mm. guy who does the bins, the guy cleaning the windows. There was the mm. guy who sells the food at the bakery and then there's a guy outside waiting for a bus and then there's me <laughs> so i'm like yeah, yeah. Like so far down this chain the, the best part about it and which i love and this is how, how much i love germany as a whole 
they really let you know how unimportant you are. Like every conversation was not, none of it was directed to me. None of the information was directed at me. It was all directed at my wife. And usually mm. I would think, oh, it's because I'm English. And it was like, no, no, Nick, it's because you're unimportant. You're <laughs> the least most important person, which is great. Mm. It was great. And yeah, and so we, I waited and then bang, about half an hour after the surgery, in comes my wife holding my son. And, mm. and again, I did the whole like, I've got something in my eye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Sort of holding it together. And then they took us to the room and we just sort of, zoned out i kept falling asleep i wake up like i, I woke up and, and my, my wife was like nick i said like, what and i was like i was like you're snoring and i said like, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like head back up and sort of off my face like totally out of it and then like yeah totally it was ridiculous and then it's just like we just sort of sat and hung out and trying to work it all out you know trying to work out what are the things we're totally forgotten about babies? Like I changed the nappy. I'd forgotten that was a process. So like, how do you mm. like the fact that nappies are too big for babies and you're trying to work out, yeah. you've got to fold it as well. Cause the umbilical cords there and yeah. like, all these things I remember. And you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that was the thing. And then we've got to try, well, I've got to try to feed the baby. And then there's discussions yeah. about like, Oh, the best process. And, and then that was it. And then we took my daughter to visit the next day. And, mm. and again, there's me standing in the doorway, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, tears streaming down my face Aww. as my daughter meets my son. And she's, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful, perfect kind of moment. Yeah. And you're sort of fucking hell, how lucky are we that this is the situation, you know, we've really lucked out, you know, and, and, and it was just, it was just wonderful, really beautiful little like memories that we get to have forever and ever. But mm. the most exciting bits were in that kind of three hour window of yeah of, of it all happening but yeah yeah totally wild it's something i mean you you've already had a baby but uh, it, it it's new each time mm -hmm. well because the process is different the mm -hmm. pandemic affected it it feels yeah. like oh this is what we missed last time uh things mm. like being able to sort of come in and out when we pleased the the fact that there was not everyone we didn't have to wear masks or any of that shit unless i was obviously mm. in the surgery with a mask on but other than that mm. i didn't have to wear masks photographer we didn't see a photographer last time and then we had and yeah. that's kind of why we didn't get a photograph because well we don't have one of our daughters so why would we have one of the son we're into our symmetry i guess but the other thing was we got a gift from fc augsburg who is that FC, the football team, FC Augsburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's me and sports. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, I was surprised. Wow. But yeah. Like, okay, I, I how would you get a gift from them? Apparently, they give every kid born in that hospital a present from FC Aww. Augsburg. And it's just full of, I haven't actually opened it, so I'm a, I'm aware it's full of, like, kind of little trinkets and things. But I'll probably do, yeah. like, an unboxing thing. I'll post it on, on Twitter and, like, oh, this Please. is what we got from yeah. FC Augsburg. Yeah. But, um... It was it was just funny, like funny little like little bits. Oh, that's different. That's different. So the whole thing was like brand new. You must be really sleep deprived if there are like unopened gifts lying around. The baby arrived. The baby, my wife. That's gonna say the baby arrived back on on Saturday, <laughs> just under his own steam. Got the bus. Um, <laughs> that, I went and picked him up on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, like the last forty eight hours has been pretty intense you know i mean not a lot of sleep trying to work out the, the key thing is feeding 
once the feeding mm. gets regular, yeah, then it becomes a little bit more straightforward because mm. sleep patterns. Like my wife yeah. is a nine hour a day sleeper. She needs like nine hours. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if I get six hours, I'm ha- I'm having a good time. You know? Wow. So, yeah. Like I don't really sleep a lot, which is to yeah. my own detriment, I think. But, yeah. Um, I've got maybe two, three hours between Saturday and Monday. And sort of you sort of walking around like insane, yeah. trying just both of us really snappy with each other because we're mm. sleep deprived, trying mm. everything just like huffing and puffing. It's really hard, like walking through a fog. And that's really tough. That bit's really tough. I can imagine. Um, I and mean, you have a small child that you also have to care for. Exactly. And, and then you like, because there's so many things you could do in those early moments that could have an impact down the line. Like if she feels like she's being replaced or she's not getting enough attention, she missed um, my wife and wants to see her. But then if I'm not making it aware of what's happening, talking to her, explaining mm. what's going on, then she's going to feel like she's uh, missing out. So mm. yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. So Lynn Nothica had tweeted, what's the best cup of tea you've had in your life? And she said, the one after giving birth. She'd given birth in Germany, which meant chamomile tea. So she'd got her husband to smuggle in some really good tea. Can you attest to this? Can your wife attest to this? I guess my wife would say something similar. I don't know if she had any tea. They did give us a gift box that had some kind of after uh, having a baby tea or something like that. I can't remember. It's like ridiculous. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I found the copious amount of alcohol that I consumed the evening of the uh, of the birth of my son quite enjoyable. Yes, I was drinking on my own, but I found that was the very satisfying. <laughs> hey, Nick, mm. actually, I have a follow-up question. Mm. So I think in some countries, they give you baby boxes and you have like some, some kind of like a, a baby starter pack. You have a box that turns into the first cot and you have some... Uh, onesies and mm. uh, you know nappies and things is there something like that in germany yeah they do that in norway or denmark no not not really you get um, some uh, again it's that sort of private health thing you get um branded we've got the box from augsburg the mystery box that i still don't know what's in there but mm-hmm. we you got like a i forget what the name of the company is there's various baby companies that sell sort of bottles and milk and stuff like that um mm. that yours gets some kind of box like that but it's not it's kind of like i said it's got tea for help with breastfeeding and some like mm. throwaway stuff but there isn't ah, no, they have still zaft. yeah that kind of sort of stuff but really i mean not anything on the scale that you'd see in scandinavia where you have like a box that can be used as a crib and mm-hmm. things like that yeah, that's kind of. I was thinking about that as well. I was like, "Isn't wouldn't it be nice if they did do something like that?" But, yeah. But I guess at the same time, there isn't that social element or socialism in that context. I guess where mm-hmm. the like the state will support you, especially in fucking Bayern, where it's basically like kind of unless you're a wolf killing farmer, you know, you're probably not going to see a lot of the government. <laughs> In your vicinity, <laughs> unless you're like, unless you're kind of an automobile manufacturer, a mm. farmer, or someone who's a self-professed anti-woke mm. warrior, then you're probably not going to, like, 
this is this is right and this is the truth of fucking bavaria right and it fucks me off every time i think about it is the politicians and and i I, i'm not gonna say across the board but i'm certainly gonna pick up on the csu and i know listeners think i'm or will know that i'm no fan of csu but for a party that professes to be supportive of bavaria professes to be this kind of the, the bavarian party of family and shit like that traditional families and all that gack um they could not give a fuck about kids like in bavaria mm. if they did they wouldn't have the systems in place that they do they wouldn't mm. have the kind of you pay for everything or get nothing kind of approach that seems to be mm. there and it's all kind of vote winning ideas like sort of easy fixes there isn't any mm. like we're gonna fix the issues with childcare, or we're going to mm. support kids and like platitudes well that's one of the things i was thinking about is the system's so rigid right so we yeah. we had we had a gap where you get funding from the state when you have a child a familian mm. geld right mm. and what about kindergeld? kindergeld or yeah i think yeah. it's kindergeld right so there is some yeah. great initiatives but yeah. i'm not going to pretend they're just bavaria only it's across yeah. germany there's these 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 things so the state at the national level does do quite a lot there is a lot of support could be better like so many things but it's still yeah. pretty solid but one of the other one of the things that you have is uh, we had at least we had uh, um, two months where our baby a new baby isn't yet born but my daughter's got to a point where the kindergeld's sort of over Mm. but like and it just seemed like it's one of those things where like they're just all oh, right that's it you're done all right yes you're gonna have another baby but it doesn't matter right like and mm. i'm like well for us it, it doesn't necessarily matter we two employed people and uh got a, a bit of savings thanks to the pandemic but like for people who don't that could be like really significant mm. damage to their to their kind of finances yeah and yeah. i think it's it is it's a part that the government of Bayern is for middle class predominantly white germans and that mm. is what you see in the voting outcomes it's what you see when you go to a party conference for the csu that's the people mm. they look out for everything else fuck you really and, yeah. and i do wonder yeah. what the experience is for people on much lower incomes of that hospital for instance of that experience would be just dramatically different but you just don't see it and that's the trick i think of of healthcare is you just don't see the difference you know mm. it's there you just don't have any reliable information to go on and i think i think you know it's there and you pay extra to avoid being there but you just don't see it uh, there's nothing to be done about it in that sense yeah and i just think i just think it's one of those things where there could be more done like yeah. given the demographic issues that germany clearly has Yeah. If you're a party who's anti-migration, you would think they would do more. The 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 flip side of it was well we're anti-migration so we're going to do a lot of support like native German people uh, of all stripes to have children. Nah, there's not yeah. that either. It's just like the rhetoric. It's just the empty rhetoric, yeah. no follow-up. And it's just yeah. like fuck, well that's the truth, isn't it? So, we don't need a baby box, but I'm sure fucking loads of people do and and yeah. there isn't really yeah. what you get is a, a Mila kind of box with uh, some wipes and a letter mm. saying congratulations you've had a baby and it's like please buy your powdered milk fuck off <laughs> <laughs> like your powdered milk the most expensive product on the market mm. yeah so i mean it would be nice if that was the case but but not really yeah.
brings us to the end of the show. Nick, I think, doesn't have any idea what he's going to do, but I'm pretty sure it's going to uh, involve some kind of sleep. If you're enjoying the podcast, <laughs> why not give us a rating on iTunes, which only takes a minute and can really help us. You can also rate us on Spotify, so chuck some stars our way there as well. Retweet us, share a link, or post with the hashtag Decades From Home, or lowercase, on Twitter or Instagram. As ever, if you have any questions, feedback, or maybe an article or topic you'd like us to cover, you can tweet Dilly on at Dilly Algema, and you can tweet me at 40% German. You can also get us on decadesfromhome at gmail.com. If you have time, take a look at 40%german.com. Weekly articles are up every Saturday. All that's left to say is thanks, and bis zum nächsten Mal. Tschüss! Tschüss!